Hey, this is Pete. I can't hear you all, but I'm here. Can you hear us now? Now I can hear you. Yeah, thank you. Perfect. Um, do you want to just announce yourself for the record? Yeah, this is Pete Wood. I'm present. All right, thank you. So we have six commissioners. Uh, public comments. Are there any members of the public that would address, wish to address the planning commission that are not here for the regularly scheduled petition? Seeing none, we will move on from public comment. Items for consideration. The Thunderstruck Snowmobile Tours. And at this point, I will turn it over to Christy and Sally. Uh, sure. Um, thank you to the operator for being here tonight. Um, we are here to review the permit through a code enforcement process for permit number PL2022. 56 for Thunderstruck Snowmobile Tours. Um, this application was approved this past fall, um, and we'll go into all the details of why you're hearing this tonight. Um, but procedurally, when we have code enforcement items that are not related to a permit, that is something that is conducted and um, reviewed by staff to make the determination whether violations exist. When we deal with land use permits that are approved by either planning commission or the board of county commissioners, it needs to go back through that process for review of that permit under the um, condition that is typical attached to these permits for when we get um, concerns or complaints related to a permit. Uh, we try to work with the applicant or the operator to um, try to rectify the issue um, and when uh, we can't really come to a resolution or if there are too many complaints, we will bring it back through the process for you all to um, decide whether you agree with staff that violations exist. And then you always have um, some remedy to that. Staff, as you read through the staff report, is recommending to you all that there are existing violations. And through that process, um, we are recommending that the applicant come into compliance by um, July 1st, 2023. Um, if they do not, um, then they would come back before you where we're recommending revocation of that permit. However, Sally will go through the details of how we got to this point and also go over all of your options if you didn't agree with staff um, of what your choices are tonight. So at this point, um, I'm going to put it over to Sally to walk you through why we are here today. Sure, and there might be some shuffling of computers here um, once we get into more detail with stuff. But um, so Christy gave a good overview um, just to reiterate that tonight we're not discussing an amendment to the SEP nope. or any like details with the operation. It's just purely to set the stage for approval, potential approval for the July 1st extension um, to come to compliance with the permit. Okay. okay. 
Um, so we'll review the violations that exist based on the findings of fact, and we'll go through that timeline. And um, it's a, it is a timeline. So as we present some of those complaints and violations, some of those have been rectified um, in the process, but there are still some outstanding that need to be resolved. Yeah. And then just to point out for the record, um, as I mentioned, this needs to go back through the same process. So this is a recommendation since it's a special use permit by planning commission to the board of county commissioners. That date for board of county commissioners has not been set because at this point it's up to you all um, whether um, you agree with staff's recommendation um, for it to move forward. So we've held off on scheduling it before the board at this time. All right, so um, this discussion is going to include a description of the operation and site location, general overview, high level, um, and then a summary of the timeline of events leading to the violations. Um, here is a map, this is County Road 80 that leads up to the California Park area, which is about uh, 18 miles from this junction right here up to the Forest Service boundary. Um, the operation is located right down in here in this corner, and the permit allows for uh, winter snowmobile tours um, up County Road 80 on some of the private parcels in proximity to County Road 80 there and then also into California Park. Um, currently, the number of snowmobiles discussed that seems reasonable for the operation to have on site. Um, and this is something we've been kind of going back and forth with um, between the operators, but it seems that the um, permit allowance of a four to one ratio of guide uh, tours, tours to guides, um, two tours per day, um, of 16, uh, 16 individuals, um, a reasonable amount would be 30, considering the different variety of riding, um, mountain sledding versus trail riding. I'm not an expert, so if I get any of no, Okay. Um, and then also potential for the snowmobiles to break down and be replaced by one on site. Um, so 30 is a number that based on what is currently agreed to in the permit for operating, um, seems reasonable. Um, so there, the amendment in October of 2022 requested two changes in the permit, which was to basically allow for the purchase to include a 35 acre parcel uh, right here in this corner. I think I might have a better. Yes, right here, a 35 acre parcel um, that could also have on it a permanent warehouse type structure to house equipment and base the operations out of, um, and that permit was approved. Um, the general operations out of that site didn't change, um, and there were certain conditions um, and criteria that allowed for uh, that permit to be approved. Um, some of those included, well, here, first of all, here's the uh, site development plan that um, Thunderstruck submitted um, for their 35 acre parcel um, down that location, which includes um, storage building. The dimensions were, uh, what were those? 60 by 100. 60 by 100, right here. Um, this is yet to be constructed. 
um, and will be likely constructed this summer. Um, there's an outdoor staging area for the snowmobile compliance. And here's a snow storage area for snow removal from the site, concrete pad with fuel storage, and a porta potty, as well as a place to park any vehicles out of the county right of way um, there at the junction. So the, the permit was approved in October 2022. Um, staff began getting complaints during the early part of the season um, in January. And as we conducted an investigation, we found that there were some items in the permit that were out of compliance. Um, we were missing the deed that showed the consolidation and replat of the 35 acre parcel um, for operation down there um, in the potential future building of the warehouse. Uh, there was an unapproved structure placed on the site, uh, which is this uh, building right here that included an unpermitted sign. Um, there needed to be uh, updated grooming permit. Some of these were just misunderstandings in the process by the operator. Um, and then also there was some equipment being stored in the county right of way that needed to be moved out of the area. Um, so we, let's see, I, and then I'll just jump in, um, you know, when the applicant came before you last for their amendment, if you recall the large part of the consideration to amend the permit and the purpose that was stated in the narrative was for the storage building for equipment, snowmobiles, um, everything to be stored and safely inside. Um, you know, there has been discussion back and forth about, you know, how he needs, um, or I would say, what is the preference for the operation, um, which I don't think was really a consideration where, um, you know, I think later on he may want to reconsider what he was asking for, um, where it may not be feasible to keep all the snowmobiles inside throughout the operating season that, um, and I'm sure he'll speak to that a little bit. Um, while this is not an amendment consideration, it was part of your consideration to approve the permit based on what the applicant was asking for. <clears throat> and that building permit was not submitted for that building. Um, and instead this other structure was a uh, much smaller structure, uh, was brought to site um, I believe off of the property um, we were referring to, it was actually in the county's right of way, or it still is. Um, uh, no, that shed's on the that shed's on our property. It is on the yep, property. Yep, okay. yep, yep, it's off. It's off. It's, everything's on our property. Okay. Yep. So um, conceptually, um, you know, you did approve the structure, um, and you could speak more to the applicant of the timing of submitting building permits and so on and so so, so forth. But, um, you know, obviously everything has been, been stored outside um, and, you know, not really what was presented at that time. So I think a little more thought needs to be put into the overall narrative and uh, what the operator will want to um, ask for. But at this time, you know, they have a permit that they need to comply with. 
So just to reflect communication back and forth, um, there's a notice of violation issued in uh, January um, based on those items we just reviewed. And then after that, we discussed in that lift thunderstruck um, ways to come into compliance and to try to improve communication um, with regard to the, the permit. And then it seemed like there were still a few things that were outstanding. We received a few more complaints for the public, which triggered our need to investigate further and see what had been wrapped up and what hadn't. Some of the items had been, some had not. <coughs> um, and then a second notice of violation was submitted to um, Thunderstruck on March 16th, um, still addressing the parcel acreage. Uh, but I believe you've gotten that. It, it should be, yeah, it should be by now. Okay. So, yeah, but yeah, I, I, believe, I, mean, I believe so as well. So, yep. Um, there, it came to light that there were some self guided tours of the snowmobiles, and which wasn't included in the permit um, initially. And then the lack of building permit for temporary structure on site. So those are still the outstanding um, violations with regard to the permit. A lot of what we have found in conversation is that this is the first year of operation, second year of operation out there. You've been operating previously, but this is the first year ramping it up. Yes, and absolutely. Yeah, this this was like a this was like a first year. I mean, we've been out there for four years, um, total running, and this was our first year that felt like a brand new business. So, it so a lot of it was young. figuring out what is potentially viable for the business operation and what potentially was not foreseen in the permit application process previously. But the permit is a permit, and we need to make sure that we continue to enforce what's there and manage the public um, feedback in the process. The last item that I would just add is um, the planning director always has the ability to make minor changes or reasonable adjustments to a permit. Um, this is completely outside of my authority, and this is not an amendment hearing, um, but we need to follow process. Um, so we need to first bring the applicant into compliance with their existing operation as it were approved. Um, or obviously you have the option to recommend revocation of this permit. That's not what staff is recommending at this time. Um, but, you know, moving forward, um, you know, we would need to work with the applicant on, um, on a very detailed narrative if they were looking to make amendments outside of reasonable minor changes that I would have the authority to do. But also, you know, um, hearing about how the operation has been running, would you consider amendments in the future? Not that you have to address that right now, but it may be clear direction to the applicant what you're all thinking. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to the applicant. Just, uh, sure. Please go to the microphone and identify yourself. 
Technically, it's not a microphone oh, anymore. <laughs> we, we have the owls now, so you can stand right there. Yeah, my name is Clay Ogle. I'm the owner of Unrestricted Adventures. Thanks for being here with us today. Sorry, we have to be at this point, but that's part of learning how we go about it. So thanks for your time. Um, yeah, you guys did a great job of covering the things. Um, I think you know, we kind of hit the nail right in the head. Uh, you know, there's a lot of change that we had this year within our business. Our goal was obviously to have a shed out there. You can imagine we don't want our snowmobiles sitting out in the middle of the field where they could be vandalized, stolen, messed with. So I mean, our, our goal, as much as anyone's goal here, is to have those things you know, inside a shed. We had the intentions of doing the, the shed last year, and then with Mother Nature, you know, it snowed, I think, two weeks after we got our permit granted. So I put a, we put a driveway in, we had to create a field permit to do the driveway, and we had equipment rented from Wagner to start doing the pad to you know, get a pad down for the building to go on. And we didn't even get as far as getting that gravel pad down. So the building just wasn't feasible for us to put in last fall. That's why things happened the way they did. My, my lack of knowledge and not thinking to communicate with planning, which I've learned now, was that I didn't tell them that there was that change. You know, I knew that we had permission for a shed. I didn't think we needed permission not to have a shed. You know, it's, it's like, if I want something, you ask for it, but if you don't get it, you know, how do you, how do you balance that? So I just, I never thought, the fact of having the sled sitting outside would really be a problem from a county perspective. You know, those are our snowmobiles. We own the land. It's our risk to have them sitting out there. Um, but again, that wasn't what the permit had called for. So that's that's why those things rolled out. The temporary shed was just kind of a you know split split decision to put a structure out there so we had something for you know our our people, our our clients, I'm sorry, our our employees to have a place to you know get out of the wind, gear up use the shed like we were going to use the big shed for where we had stuff that broke down we had to bring it in or, or do something likewise we were able to do so so that's where the small shed came from um, and then you know from from there you know we, we tried our best to um go ahead and operate as close to our plan as possible which realistically everything we've been doing the last four years operate the same way this year There's, these are some violations that we have but as far as the operation itself goes we're running the counter 80 with snowmobiles up to private land or California Park, doing our tours up there, um, the shuttle busing, you know, the office in town here where clients check in. All that is the same that it's been the last three, four years that we've been operating, minus the fact that we're not trailering those sleds every single day back and forth. So the purpose of our business really didn't change at all, other than the fact that some of these little things around this new parcel of property that we got have, have been different. Um, one note I will make was the reason we had so we had, we, had, we had over 100 sleds this year sitting on that parcel. The biggest reason for that was we had 35 trail sleds ordered from Skidoo that arrived here on time, but they did not have the key component called the ECU. So it was pretty much just a big paperweight was all it was. Without that ECU, the sled's not running. So we had 35 sleds pretty much dead in the water that we didn't get ECUs for until middle of January. And they were all the trail sleds. So we couldn't run any trail sleds. So we only had the mountain sleds, which is a little bit higher up, you know, single rider snowmobiles. It's not your more family friendly kind of up, up to it between the green trail. So we ended up buying 35 sleds additional just to make up for the 35 sleds that we had sitting there. And since we've had our meetings with planning, we have had the opportunity to offload. Um, I think we're at like 25 of those 35 sleds right now. So we have offloaded some of the used ones, but we still do have um, you know, the other remaining sleds out there. So one thing that if I can talk about real quick or do later, 
So there was one thing that looking back at our original permit, I think is kind of a little bit of a gray area. I'm going to discuss it with you. I know we're not making amendments, but I think it's just something that wasn't maybe clarified as well. And that was when I presented last time, I presented we have two tours that we run, one's the mountain sled, one's the trail sled. And I think that was interpreted into we run two separate groups of people. I think the word tour was almost replaced with the word group. So we came up with that ratio of four to one so that we didn't have to be limited to a trip or a tour. So when you write all our languages with National Forest Service, they ask, what tour are you or what tours do you offer? Horseback riding, snow milling, whatever it might be. And then under that, they bullet point how many trips per tour are you taking? Where in our language, we don't have, so I think that's where it got a little confusing. Yeah. <clears throat> and so in our previous permit, I, I think we had a word, you know, because it was, it was two tours. We didn't have the trail sleds and we were, we were small our first year. We only did, you know, I think it was one to three tours a day. We only had four or five guys. So we were never doing more than, you know, that many tours and that's what we kind of classified it as. And I think we had it as a one to eight ratio of guys. We talked last year, I said, yeah, we can run our business better if I can break off more people into smaller groups and pair, usually our normal booking is, you know, four to eight people, a family, group of guys, whatever. Well, if you have four people from one side of the aisle and four people from the other side of the aisle and their riding abilities are very different, our old ratio, that eight to one guy, doesn't really work because you have people that are so different. So we'd like to break those two up. So group one goes this guy, group two goes with that guy. So that's kind of where that four to one ratio came from. And then if we do have a family of eight, then we put a tail guide on behind the people, lead guide goes, and we're good from there. So the number on the sleds and that, in that perspective, I probably didn't catch as I should have on the permit. And it was kind of weird because the way that's where right now isn't it? It is what we talked about last year. I think it says, you know, two tours, eight people per tour. Well, that would go against what we talked about, which was four to one. And we didn't talk about a, a max number of people per day. So that is something that, I mean, again, not trying to make an amendment, but I think that is the only gray area that I see in all of our permitting is that. And then that does kind of come back to the, the amount of sleds needed. I do not want to have 100 snowboards. That's a bigger headache than I want. We're not running that many people. <coughs> The reason that we had 70 snowmobiles this year is we have two tour offerings. One's a mountain sled, one's a trail sled. It's about 30 sleds a piece that we open up for clients to take. And then amongst that, we have our guides, and they our guides ride our own snowmobiles. So they're riding our own snowmobiles, and we do do rental onlys, which again, we cannot do out of this lot, and we have identified that. But that's why we had so many sleds up at the lot. And then three, there's a lot of breakdowns of these sleds. You know, I think right now we have like 15 sleds that are you know inoperable that will fix throughout the summer and they're not they're not crashes or anything they're just a fuel pump went out a lot of them are hilarious recalls so it's not like people are getting into accidents which i can talk about later and how good of a job we do keeping people safe and, and not lost but that is that is the only thing in the discussion that really came up for me that we can talk on and i think that's going to help revolve around the whole operation in its entirety just so you guys get a size of the employees that we employ, the, the equipment that we're running to, to sustain a business this big, and why we're maybe having more sleds. And you know, a 60 by 120 shop, that's a, that's a, that's a big building. Where we cannot pay for 35 acres, a you know, 60 by 120 shop, our, our place here in Steamboat, we only run 30 sleds. So we do have to be at a size that can support the growth of our business. I think we've done a very good job through this year, as an example, 
Um, you know, anywhere 480 perfect five star Google reviews, no ever lost client procedure. We've never had to call in anyone. We've helped search rescue up there multiple times, but we've never had to call them for ourselves. Um, we've had no reported injuries, no emergency services have been called. So I think we've done a really good job of showing that we can be at the size that we are. And, and again, I, I put it back on my team a lot. There's, there's 25 employees of us that work at Thunderstruck total. So the 25 people, whether it's a driver, whether it's the office staff, a guide, whatever it might be, the rumor operator, whatever it might be, that team does a fantastic job of, of running this company. And I, I mean, I can't do it without them, obviously. And we, we built a good team. So I just want to be transparent on that with you and just let you guys have a perspective of kind of where we're at and, and why we have one uh, special use contingencies in there might be worried a little bit wrong. Okay, questions from the commissioners to the applicant. No questions, no comments. I'll send for later when we can discuss. What's going on? Um, I guess to Christy first is yes. the uh, uh, what he was just bringing up the amount of slips and more tours with that we get past July 1st. Would that be an administrative permit that you could handle? It, it depends. So my response to that is, I think through working with the applicant moving forward, that's something that um, depending on, you know, we really nail down what um, the what the request is. Mm -hmm. yep. And I imagine you may or may not have others um, that we could either bring it back through for an amendment of this permit um, or um, it's something if it was something that we could go back and review the record and what the intent was um, potentially um, but it but my guess is there may be other requests along with it that we would probably wrap it together um, through an amendment process if if that's what it ends yeah, up. Yeah, if there's one thing maybe, but if we can find a couple more and just kind of do house yeah. cleaning and wrap it all together, yeah. that's not a bad idea at all either. I guess where I was on it, based how they're willing to work with us rather than trying to slip through some of them. <laughs> it's like that worked out great. And I had one question that uh, I was confused on the permit for the, uh, the big shed for the snowmobiles. And then the cement pad for the fuel storage. And what was the uh, complaint about fuel storage? It really wasn't too clear to me. Was it just sitting on the it, ground. You know, it was, um, and you know, you got to weed out just like complaints mm -hmm. coming in, just tip for tat. So we did a site inspection. So the fuel storage, there was a complaint that it wasn't like up to specs for safety, like the double walled. But we did a site inspection, and it, it is. Along the same lines, the complaint related to condition of the road or parking. <clears throat> Was there ever an inspection done where staff viewed that and then had road and bridge looked at yeah. know, use and are they recommending any upgrades? Um, is there anything along those lines that you guys have crossed? Yeah, so again, that was a two-part kind of complaint, a bit trivial as far as the road condition up there, because these guys actually are maintaining the county road for their grooming operation, and the complaint was along the lines of like, there's too many bumps. 
Um, so, so to speak as a snowmobiler, um, the more you drive on the trail, the more it gets booked out. For sure. And without us up there, there's no club or any county or no one removes that. So it was a, it's like she said, trivial because it's, it's funny because without us up there, it probably would have been 10 times worse. So it's easy to complain if you got a commercial outfitter up there. And that's why they take you know, the complaints kind of with a grain of salt because they're not really sure maybe exactly what's going on. The, the, the second complaint with the parking area, um, the staging area was that there was, there, and, and we did we did site visit and determine and addressed it with you all. There was a lot of excess material in the public right of way. Um, and that was confirmed by Road and Bridge also. And it was for the most part cleaned up and moved to the perimeter. Mm -hmm. But obviously in the future, you know, I think when we're thinking about the impact of the operation and weighing that with approval, um, folks that want to go out there and see one operation dominating the area. So hopefully once the warehouse and the area is constructed and maintained to certain specifications, it won't seem like that. And I think it was, it was new for most people that have been out there. You know, it's a very, there's very few local that go out there to use that area. And the two that do are probably pretty prideful of it, which we are as well. So I think it's, I think it was about maybe a little bit of a shocker to roll in, see all these snowmobiles. I mean, it was, you know, it, it's an operation out there, you know? Sure. So I think that was a, a shocker for some people as well. Do you feel that there's a path to remedy on these items? I do. Yes. Okay. Read your permit. Understand what it says. Because yep. <laughs> when the public asks for this information, they are interpreting it similarly to how we are as far as numbers and impacts. So there are things in there. If it doesn't agree with your business, Correct, those yep. are the things we need to address. And this is relatively rare in our process. I don't know that this is maybe the second hearing yeah. that I've come across. And I think there's a tendency of us to want to work with the applicant to be able to find solutions to your to your problems. Thank you. No, that's um, and I think an amendment to hearing is probably recommended versus um, maybe just an administrative review. I don't know how everybody else feels on that, but that's kind of where I would land <clears throat> because it seems like they're going to want to dial their their operation in a little bit more. And we should uh, hold the hearing just to make sure we do our due diligence. Mm -hmm. You know, so Mr. Chair, you want to have a discussion now, or you want to have a discussion? discussion? Um, I'm in. I'm in the same camp. I, I I think we're fully prepared. We understand what you said about your business. It's good business. Employees, good for the county, mm -hmm. good for our tourism, all that sort of thing. The, the big thing I'm focused on here is a simple phrase that you use: the permit is the permit. Read the permit. Yeah. Do what it says. And I assure you, you'll get cooperation and assistance from the county if it comes from you instead of from them, all right? Uh, if, if somebody just reads this cold, it comes across like you guys are just being flippant. That it's I know, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah. you don't give a damn about your permit, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. Absolutely. That's yeah. how it reads. Yep, okay. I agree 100%. Uh, on the other hand, if you got an issue coming up, you say, oh, I looked at my permit, I gotta do this. But for whatever reason, I can't meet that date, or I've got the double load of whatever. You should be calling the county, explaining that to them, and ask them what would be necessary to ensure that you don't violate the permit. Mm -hmm. Can they offer you any kind of administrative system? Can they tell you if you cover them up with tarps, we'll accept that as an okay thing? Yeah. You have to take the initiative not to get yourself into this box. 
Yeah. Then we don't have to have these kind of hearings. So I encourage you to do what you said. The permit is the permit. Read it, have a checklist, pay attention to it. And when you come to encounter an, an event or a circumstance that does allow explicit and on-time compliance, pick up the phone, come in the office, talk to the staff. And I'm sure the county will be more than happy to help you out. Perfect, right? Yep. So that's my commentary and my advice. As to the issue at hand, we're here about the permit violation, but I agree with Andy that we're looking ahead and they should come back and the staff has laid out conditions for them to come back for permit renewal. And I'd have no reason not to view that favorably, mm -hmm. assuming you get your act together. Yeah, yep, absolutely. That's my comment. And I guess my question is actually to Jim, or what you're talking about is tabling the issue of the violations? No, no, uh, no. I'm approving the violation oh. as recommended item number three, oh, okay. which so is the conditions of, right. of, of permit renewal right. and okay. whether they comply. Okay. And my question um, that I have, because I understand you don't have not applied for a building permit yet. Correct. Yep. You're going to get it applied for at least that, and then you understand you have to if you're going to move forward. Have you moved the shed? Uh, no, so the shed has not been moved. We have it lined up to be removed. I think um, the building department is like June 28th to get it taken care of. Uh, right now, it's well, it wasn't. It's, it's nicer now, but it was an absolute bunk show up there. Um, so, and and the shed was the shed was still pretty well frozen in the ground. So they were willing to work with us. Mother Nature was obviously very tremendous on us this year. The, the road to get to the shed was washed out two days ago on eight on seventy there, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so no, it's 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 being taken care of, uh, but no, it still sits there as right now. And they didn't ask that I remove that sign, which I've done. Yeah. That's that's been removed off the off the building. So and you understand that the sign issue, I mean you have to have a sign permit. But you can't put the sign on anything but your permanent building. So it's not yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I had a permanent sign. I, so I gave the people the sign permit. We were good there. But the building itself, so, yeah, exactly. To your point. Yep, yep, exactly. Okay. That was an existing sign you didn't have a build for that purpose. Correct. Yeah, just a sign on the voice head all the Linkage. As to the building itself, which were part of the terms of the, is it realistic that you're gonna have it completed by July first? The building doesn't need to be completed by like just the building just, permit. The building permit. Yeah. Because we can't even start building up. We can't even per our permit, we can't even do construction up there until June 15th, July 15th. July 15th. So we can't even can't yeah. start construction if we even wanted to. Is it realistic to have them completed before the next snow season? I would I would say I would hope so. I mean, we're we're looking at doing the simplest building you can. So it should go up pretty, pretty easy. Like a mortar, like some type yeah, of yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, like a steel frame, you know, steel just frame, some, some, some something cheap. that provides shelter, security, um, but it's not <coughs> insulated. Yep, no, not looking to do insulation. Um, YDE quote is like 200,000, 220,000 power up there. Uh -huh. So while we'd like to have some of those things, we're, we're probably not, we're not in that place to make that kind of investment yet. So it's going to be pretty, pretty simple, pretty basic, but it doesn't mean we can't get a next generator there just to run a yard light and a few small things like that, you know. I think in the recommendation from the staff, it was that the structure shall be erected by October 31st of this year. Yep. And you think that is doable? Yep. Okay. <laughs> the other one in my mind that I think it's, I agree with the, the endpoints here, but uh, 
the rental deal that sort of caught me by surprise mm -hmm. because unlike some of the other snowmobile tours you know that maybe are completely on their own private land or already starting out on forest service land like up on rapid ears yep. you're going through a long stretch of private land on the county road to a public thing and so yeah so to that point i'm happy to explain that so and this is you know to jim's to, to my defense against jim the permit doesn't say what you cannot all do you know it doesn't say that we can't so, so the situation, how it works, is why there's so many sleds out there. We're not allowed to have our snowmobiles in city, in, in the city of Steamboat Springs. Um, the lot that we have bought, um, we have to have a development plan for it. The city does not want to approve a parking lot. I don't blame them. It's front and center 40. They don't want to have a parking lot. You know, and that's fine. But we're out in the and everything's kind of hidden. So what we would do is employees are going there every day. And what the employees would do is when they came back at the end of the day, they'd have a trailer behind them and they would bring back the sleds that are rental only sleds that get checked out of the steamboat office. So a part of our business, which doesn't need any special use permit, it's used by right for the commercial zoning that we're in. We sit right by Colorado Southern Hills, they do the exact same thing. A customer, they can show up to our office, rent a snowmobile, take it up to Ravagers, take it above, take it to Columbine, wherever, and they can go ride it themselves. So the, the rental only is, does not happen from our lot. It, what staff didn't like was that there were sleds that were at the lot that were used for rental only back in Steamboat. So I would only thing that I would argue is that this is a little bit of a gray area. You know, I didn't think I had to ask for permission to haul my snowmobile from one property that I own to the next property that I own and switch locations back and forth depending on, hey, is this sled going to be guided tomorrow or is this sled going to be a rental only that goes out of Steamboat? I agree 100% to your point. We do not allow anyone to leave kind of 80 on a rental only. Uh, unless they're a category, we, we, we rented some categories up there. So, you know, they might pick up a sled and they go up to their cabin. But other than that, the rental only only happens on a steamboat because you're exactly right. There's 13, 14 miles of private property on the side. That's what we get our permit taken away is if we have people that are unguided, Ryan Smith Rancho. And I, I, I agree 100%. And but to my point with the permit, you can see why I wouldn't even think that maybe I should have. I wouldn't think to ask permission to haul my sled from one location to the next location when the use by right is already in steamboat and we don't need any permits for that. So that's where for me it's just a little yeah. bit of a looking at total impact, you know, like like what we hear is the two guided tours and right. this many deal. And then when you when you get a picture of all these sleds lying around, yes, there's just it was too over the yeah, that's, that's, I agree. Yep, absolutely. Yep. But to simply put it, I mean. To most people, I, I understand your point of not realizing, hey, you own these two properties, but they're in two totally different jurisdictions, different zoning, different rules. Right. So in the county and unincorporated areas, you need a permit to do exactly what you're trying to do up there. So that's why you needed an SUP. Yep. But also you can't just store um, anything on a property. Um, without some level of a permit, unless it's a use by right, which this is not. Sure. Yep. So um, when in doubt, always ask. <laughs> and, and, and then also you have doubt, a permit. I mean, I didn't, you, know, you don't know what you don't know. And I actually told planning about, you know, they didn't come and find that out. I I literally told them to the email, like, whoa, 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 stop, what's this? Yeah. So, I mean, I yeah. had no problem. Well, the permits are very, like you, you're hinting at some ambiguity, but they're kind of the opposite. They very much spell out exactly exact activities and that's why when you come through the process initially recognizing that plans change and you have to adapt your business mm -hmm. 
we have a process, but mm -hmm. that's why things are actually spelled out the way that they are. <clears throat> and there is a process for adding uses for us to consider additional uses. And we're, we're more than open to reviewing that within that process, but yep. being as specific as possible. And that's, if, if you do come back for an amendment, I recommend that you really work through what your business plan is and how you see it being able to move forward so that we can consider the total impact. Yeah, absolutely. Because yep. that's all we really yep. do. It's you know the, the, the yep. land the, the land value is not our concern. There's there's whether you're profitable or not is not our concern. <laughs> right. Right. We are really just focused on the land use and that's it. Absolutely. Yep. No, absolutely. And our goal is always to first work with a property owner, an applicant on a land use permit to try to get compliance. Not our goal to revoke or to have to go to court or anything like that. If we can try to resolve it before you know it gets to that point, um, we always take that opportunity. So we appreciate you working with us. Um, you also have uh, Pete. I don't know if he has any comments, and then I don't know if Bill had anything else to add. And the last point of order is um, typically through these processes, um, you know you. We'll um, see if anybody wants to be heard, if there's any public. It's not necessary because of the process, but I would just acknowledge um, the folks that are online, which I expect are probably uh, in support. Um, and yeah. I don't know if they have anything to add. I don't see Pete up there or anything. Yeah, it looks like we kind of lost There's so many people. This is Pete. There he is. Hey, yes, please, Pete, please comment on what you've heard so far. I, I, I agree with uh, everything the other planning commissioners have said and what uh, Christy has said. And I, I think that um, there's been a lack of following the permit as it was written. And I think there, um, there's a good opportunity to uh, honor the um, any amendments that come forth. I agree with option three. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, Thunderstruck should be given the opportunity to to get their business going the way they need to get it going, but from here on out, following the uh, the permit the way it needs to be, and doing their due diligence to to, to make it happen. Okay, uh, the rest of the people I'm seeing a number of names on the Zoom or on the side of the screen. Are there? Any members of the public out there that would wish to comment? I'm seeing George, Vanessa, yeah. uh, S. Ross, uh, Sally Ross, you, Bernard, Bernard. Yeah, you're good. Anyone else? Again, if they're in support, I don't know that we yeah. Yeah. need to hear them. Unless they're going to get, I know also, unless they're, you know, <laughs> Rowdy right. employees or something, I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never know, though. Silence. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Chairman, I'm making a motion that we can the chair would entertain motion. Uh, the motion would be uh, to uh, find that the violation does exist as a finding of fact and uh, as delineated in the staff report as items number one, two, and three, and also that the permittee come into compliance of approval as delineated in the staff report as items one to five uh, at the point of uh, permit approval. Second. Second. Okay. It's been moved and seconded. Further discussion. 
Can I, can I have more comments to that? Or is that just you guys? Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I have, yeah, I have one question before we talk about And that. so um, this is in PL 20220056 and conformance by July 1st, 2023. Those are the dates that are tagged in right now and October 31st, 2023, as far as the, the building goes. Right. Yeah, all those all uh, conditions will be eliminated by staff. All the product. Any further discussion? Thank you. Do you have any further items? I have nothing more to add. Thank you. Seeing none, the chair calls for a vote. All in favor of the motion, please signify by saying aye. 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 All That's an aye. Uh, those, I think that's all. That's it. That was it. Yeah. There are no names. Um, yeah. Motion carries unanimously. That's right. 6 0. Pay attention to the permit. Yep. Take the initiative. Yes. Choose your own Yep. Do we want to spend any more time on what possible amendment might look like? That is totally up to you all, but I think that's going to be really um, a discussion with staff. I don't think you really know all of it. Um, at this point, right. but um, you know, if it's something we're going to be talking about and likely coming back before you, um, you know, we'll we'll have that wrapped up into a staff report for you, and there'll be a staff recommendation yeah. of, yeah. of that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we have staff guidance. Yeah, I agree. You know, just just hearing you all tonight, we got some you know good indicators yeah. of you know that you may be you know willing to consider um, some reasonable amendments to the operation, being that he's operated for a year now and maybe box himself in a little bit mm -hmm. and now understanding the process um, what is required i think you've all been very clear on you know why a permit's needed and what needs to be followed so i think we have good direction and i would i would second that i would or i would state that i consider staff to be an advocate for the public versus some some like say an enforcement arm there they they do really exist to help guide you through the process and help you get to the place where you want to be. I don't. I don't think there's anything adversarial in what they do. So utilize that resources. We will. Yeah, we'll utilize that. Like, I, 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 I'm guilty of that. That's yeah. what I was saying earlier. Yeah, utilize that. Yep. No, thank you. Yep. The government's here to try and encourage you, help you, guide you. We're not. We're not. The, they're not the snowflakes. Not so right. Well, and they do a great job of it. Yeah. No, we'll use we'll use our resources much better. I've been guilty of just trying to take all the weight on my own shoulders. Perfect. That's, that's my fault. So we'll, we'll do better using staff. Thank you. Did you have another question for the board, or was it more so just, just with, so with the conditions with the conditions of approval? It sounds like you kind of already talked about this, maybe through an amendment. So we're going to kind of go through it okay. again. But you know, with limited the snowmobile, the groomer, some of that stuff, that's kind of that's the one point that I brought up. So right now, I guess that is approved. But if you go to make an amendment, that can always we can always adjust that. Yeah. As you feel for it. And that, and yeah. that good, good point to also clarify some of that ambiguous language that you alluded to. Yes. So yeah. Yep. Yep. Do those things besides what was specified. Here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. So, I mean, first, we need you need to abide by the conditions today, which, which is, is fine. Yep. Right? Which is perfectly fine. And yep. then, um, and then we can work at what a potential amendment looks like. Perfect. Yeah. That's all I wanted to yeah. just make sure. Yep. That's great. Yep. Good luck.
Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I suspect we'll see you in the fall. Yeah, we'll see you. Thank you guys for your time. There may still be snow. We still have you learn how the snow got down. It's coming again tomorrow. Yes, you see the snow is coming right now. Christy, just to clarify, this decision goes to the county commissioners. Not at this point. Oh, no, if, no. They, if they okay. come into compliance, if they come into compliance, yeah. um, it doesn't need to go to the board, so which you probably don't want to do. Right. Um, so, <laughs> that's why I wanted that clarified. Um, but if if we don't meet that deadline, then it will be scheduled yeah. with the recommendation you're in violation, and it'll probably be. Um, not uh, yeah, no, well, yeah. no, that that would be that young yeah, They're they're buffering you right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, we're we're purely a recommending board right. on special right. use permits. Yeah. So we are not the deciding factor. Right. Yeah. But they do tend to like your give deference to our recommendation. Yes, yes. Once in eleven plus years have they gone against our recommendations. Once, I think once. Yeah. yeah. Which means you got a good crew and everyone can yeah. communicate with each other. Right. And the, 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 yeah, the, same page. the commission is really solid with the level of different expertises. There's right. lawyers, there's surveyors, engineers. So it's, a, it's a pretty smart group of people. Thank you all. Yeah. Thank you. Good luck. Good luck. We'll be in touch. Yeah, sounds good. Right. Thanks with our season ending, I think you'd be in compliance. We're, we're almost, I think, almost in compliance right now with the shed being removed. Sludge are going to be taken off site. There's no, I mean, everything's being moved off site. So they'll help there. With no then, operation. You're in compliance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Those are good words. I know. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'd be so happy to be done with this season. Um, for you all, just administrator's report next week, we have a lot of events scheduled, yeah, if you remember. Yeah. So, um, Wednesday is the solar conference. Right. Right. So, hey, you, yes. guys, you guys don't have to stick around. And for so, this. there's uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're really interested, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 next Wednesday, yeah. um, so, um. So the solar conference, um, you had invitations to the day events. Um, if you weren't able to make that, there's a public event um, from 3.30 to 5.30 at the library. Um, you don't have to attend both or you can, um, you know, if you have nothing better to do, I okay. guess. What time are you starting then? Um, nine o'clock. Nine. Yep. And it runs until? Uh, till three-ish. Yeah, I think the three. public or the internal, Runs till like 1 30 or maybe 2. And then the there's like the public one that starts at 3 30 to 5 30. Oh, so so library. Library. I actually have it in front of me. Yeah, and I, I filled that out and it sends you, you know, you enter your special invite code and it kicked it right back real easy. Yeah, I got So it goes to yeah, three. It starts at um, technically, it starts at 8.30. We all knew me. I, it goes 8.39, so I'm saying 9. Um, so, and the, yeah, so that's registration, networking, and refreshments. Right. Um, yeah. And then the welcome opening remarks start at 9. So 9, like I said. Um, and then that goes till 3, and then lunch will be provided. And there's a, a lot of time for networking. So get your networking on. Be prepared. Yeah, um, so while that is going on, um, some of us also will be breaking away from this. Um, and our consultants design workshop are going to be 
um, in town Wednesday through Friday next week. So while we're out there, um, they're going to be doing a tour of um, West uh, West Route and specifically looking at you know the locations of what we're looking at for proposed solar. Um, you know, not site specific stuff, just more like understanding the lay of the land and, you know, why they're looking to, um, and why they're really looking at West Route in this area south of the airport um, as their Goldilocks site, if you will. Um, so um, then Design Workshop is going to be having a table during the public portion at the library. So they're going to be doing some outreach and education about our plan update process and how to get involved. And so there'll be some of that going on. So that's all Wednesday. Thursday, we're having our first technical working group in the morning with um, some of our experts in the community and uh, department heads who are going to help inform the plan, the um, code update process. And as we're meeting with our technical working group, you will all be provided those updates, excuse me, and why we're coming up with some of the recommendations that may be um, suggested through that technical working group. Um, and then that night is our first joint meeting next Thursday. Um, and that will be with the Board of County Commissioners, you all, and our Board of Adjustment. And, and that's going to be here. Um, it'll be more of a work session style um, uh, meeting. And um, agendas went out today. You should have gotten it, or it'll be first thing in the morning. I don't know if they were able to send it out today. So there's an actual agenda of what that looks like, what can, you can expect. But our consultants are going to walk through a presentation and, you know, inform you of what the process will look like moving forward. Um, we have done a full code analysis with Design Workshop, so we're going to present to you our findings and recommendations. Um, some of the information we attach to the agenda, it's really detailed. Um, and, you know, but we'll, we'll summarize that all for you, um, you know, but there is detailed information in there with some of the recommendations. And then um, we'll also discuss some of the priorities and then they want like more Q&A from you all from each of the boards of some of your priorities or things that you feel are working or not. Um, so that will be Thursday. And then Friday, we're having our first small focus group meeting. And so there'll be a couple of these throughout the process where this one in particular, we're meeting with the design community. So it's um, a couple of key people that we work with a lot who deal with our code. Um, so we have some surveyors, some developers, we have a land use attorney. So um, it'll be more of an intimate discussion, again, like what's working, what's not, from your experience, maybe working in other jurisdictions, what do you like, what don't you like. So all of this is going to be explained in a little more detail and, and laid out more nicely than me just, you know, having this conversation here. Um, but that will be all discussed 
during the joint meeting. Um, but Friday morning is that first focus group meeting, as I mentioned, and then we're going to be doing a site tour with our consultants, um, mainly focusing on South Route um, and specifically Stagecoach. <laughs> Um, we are trying to figure out logistics and schedule, but we're more than likely on Thursday, we'll have um, a nice gap in between our morning meeting with the technical working group and our joint meeting where um, we want to take them out to Brown Ranch and um, West Steamboat, and then also up north and uh, take them through Clark, Steamboat Lake, and the State Park, Hans Peak. So we have a packed, yeah. packed schedule next week. Um, we're trying to really get our money's worth having the consultants in town. Um, <laughs> so that was strategic. Um, and But I think it will be good. And then this is just their first like real trip here um, so far. Um, I'm, I'm really liking working with them. They are very professional. They know what they're doing. Um, they, yeah, they are really good. They're international. I think. Yeah, like they're, yeah, they're very well known. And, and um, you know, I've wanted to work with them for a while. I'm glad I have an opportunity to do that. I really like the team that we're specifically working with. We're out of the Aspen office. That's a really good office. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So you know Jessica. Right. Yep. Yeah. So Jessica is the um, she's the lead. Um, the project manager is Riley. Do you know Riley? Simmons. Oh yeah, yeah. Riley's so great. She was fortunate. Yeah, yeah. So she's the project manager. Okay. okay. And then, um, uh, and then we have Mark White, um, who is subcontracted through them as their land use attorney, and so he's great. He's very straight up front. You know, like sure. some of his you know recommendations on. You know, just reviewing our solar draft, which you'll hear about. You'll hear, you know, his takeaways, some of his recommendations on what he has seen in our code or what we could do better. You know, um, and and really from looking at us from like a legal standpoint to make sure you know our code is legally defensible. Um, so he's great too. So I feel really confident with them, um, and I think we're in really good hands and. Um, uh, and just their products so far. I mean, uber organized, you know, and just professional. So I'm happy with them. So next week's going to be um, busy. And then there's also the wildfire conference. I don't know if any of you have seen advertising for it or if you're interested. Um, that I have not been involved with whatsoever. I have enough on my plate. However, you so have Sally. Sally <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she can just give a really brief. Um, <laughs> the long and short of if anybody wants, because the public can go on Saturday. Right? Public's invited Saturday, um, and Friday will be more kind of internal stakeholders. So it, uh, I think Saturday at the forum is there's going to be um, the I feel like one of the most interesting is a conversation with an insurance provider and where insurance might be moving with wildfire wow. mitigation and insurability or lack of insurability and, and that's open to public. That's open to public. Yeah, and other other things will be open to the public are just kind of basic tutorials. So last year's theme was planning and this year's theme is implementing. And so what mechanisms might be offered through 
the county and the fire districts and private resources for buttoning stuff up. Do you know when it, uh, it's up at the college? It's actually, I think it's at the library. Oh, don't listen to it. See, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's huge. Yeah, it's What time is it at? Um, I think it starts at nine at Bud Warner. Last year it was at the Aubrey Auditorium at CMC. But I'll pull it up. I was at her. Was that last year's? You know. Um, so I think it, you mentioned that because I wouldn't. And what's the what's the formal title of the Um, the formal title. Well, the formal title is the Rock County Wildfire Mitigation. Wildfire Yeah, Rock County Wildfire Mitigation Conference. Um, Thursday night there's a movie option that's open to the public. Um, I think it's called Elemental, and that's at the library as well. And that's just basically like. Um, you know what can happen to community. Yep, there's yeah, a Thursday that we're here. here. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's right. I won't be there either. Anyhow, it looks like a cool movie. Um, so let's see the event time Saturday calendar. Oh, look at that. Your links aren't working. And just so you know, also. Um, I have, so is Sally, a, a lot of um, county staff have been part of developing the CWPP, which is the County Wildfire Protection Community Plan. Wildfire Protection Plan. <laughs> and it's so many acronyms to remember. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the first kind of big action item that the council and the county are trying to check off the list. And it's required, typically you update it every 10 years. So the last one was in 2010, but clearly so much has changed in the last decade. Um, and hopefully it will help us identify highest risk and most bang for your buck treatment locations throughout the county and also be a mechanism to pull data from for grant funding opportunities for treatment throughout the county. Okay. Well, this is the end of next week. Yes. Yeah. And then how that ties into the code update is that some a lot of those recommendations um, are being filtered through that effort for us to consider what we can do with our ranks to support the CWPP. Just like with the CAP, which is the climate action plan, right? There's a lot of marching orders that we have through updating our regs to make sure that they align with the policies and recommendations in the cap. So a lot of that is what I am managing because I, um, you name it, I'm, I'm on all those committees. I can't even, you know, keep track these days. Um, but, um, you know, in all seriousness, um, you know, that's part of, you know, my job, just making sure that we are implementing our master plan, which has a lot of these marching orders. And so um, a lot of this has been being discussed with our, um, was incorporated into the RFP, but also the conversations we've been having with Design Workshop to make sure these are our priorities, to make sure that we're doing that. So, um, so I apologize, and actually, so Saturday's event is at the Albright Auditorium at CMC. Oh, it is at CMC. Yeah, it starts at 8 a.m. and goes till 1230. 
Did you have anyone in Yampa last night for their uh, code update discussion? Um, I I was there. Is it, what are you asking? I just was wondering if I mean I know there was something on the agenda because we had a Oak Creek yes. meeting and so just wondering you know that's the first part and then you know did you talk to Tegan at all about that you know the the map the hundred apart hundred nine apartment complex that just got approved I'm I'm sure you guys are yeah comparing votes yeah. and so um yes we coordinate with them all the time uh, Mary Alice um, graced me with her presence last week um and uh you know we went over what was being proposed for the yampa comprehensive plan they're on a super fast track to adopt their adopt their comprehensive plan um i attended that meeting and you know overall i was happy with what i heard their overall growth management and development policies pretty much aligned with our master plan um and so that was good to hear and it was a little different from what we heard when we went to yampa for the master plan which you can tell there's been you know a lot of discussion about opening up the possibility and, and what it means and i think they have some pretty good consultants helping them through that process and they're doing a good job um so they're realizing you know um hey we have if, if we want this we have to consider and and like allow for some acceptable level of development and um so they do have some future growth areas identified um around the vicinity which would be actually considered tier two areas in our um growth framework so tier one is the municipalities themselves. And then there are areas that are typically adjacent to municipalities like West Steamboat or Hayden um, that are considered tier two, but it's not limited to those areas. So basically if you, um, if there is um, through our update process, I should say, we're gonna be identifying specific standards and outlining what it takes to be a tier two and what development would fall into that. So my guess is we're gonna be coming up with some bookends, if you will, in each of these communities of where tier two actually falls. I don't imagine we're gonna be drawing a hard line because I think you would want some sort of flexibility to consider reasonable developments that meet these specific standards that we will iron out through this process that you know maybe it supports local housing or something of that nature that um, you know something in the middle of the county clearly is not going to fall into a tier two area right so that's very clearly defined that it needs to be within a certain distance and area of a tier one area outside of stagecoach stagecoach is a tier two um, and that is the one outlier but tier twos keep in mind have to have an approved sub area mm -hmm. to be considered a tier two 
So that limits unincorporated areas, right, mm -hmm. out in the middle of nowhere. So mm -hmm. basically, Stagecoach has a sub-area plan. They have their Stagecoach community plan. Yampa has their plan, Oak Creek, Hayden, and the Steamboat Springs area community plan. If you're outside of that three-mile area of those communities, you cannot be considered a Tier 2. But then we have our Tier 3 areas, <laughs> which are... You know, Peabird, Milner, Hans Peak are examples where we say there could be a development that you may all consider that, and there is specific language in there. For you to be a tier three, it's a historically developed community that supports local housing and has some level of infrastructure. They're all on a main highway. So it's on a main transportation corridor and there's either water and sewer for one or the other, where if you had a small housing development in those communities, you may consider that if they're proving that it's a, um, uh, you know, supporting the local economy and, and things of that nature. So, so Steamboat Lake included as a tier three. Uh, Steamboat Lake is Clark is. So, my question. So Clark is considered a tier three, and so is Hans Peak. However, if somebody came before you in the Steamboat Lake area and wanted to say that they're a tier three in that location, you don't have a fine line drawn, right? Mm -hmm. You may be able to make that determination that you consider some sort of appropriate development in that area. I think that would be a stretch in that area, but I'm just saying. Let's get on the water and sewer because Hunt yeah. Creek does not have central water and sewer. Right? No, and no. Steamboat Lake does to some degree. Yeah. So and but but through this process though, as we are updating our codes, we're going to be ironing out all of those bookends, right? Sorry. You guys may say, hey, let's draw a hard line. You know, you may want it that black and white, right? Or you may want to come up with like a strict definition that mirrors what's in the master plan along with really strict standards that you would have to meet for you all consider a development to be appropriate deemed in those areas. And so this is something we have been talking with our um, consultants about, about the best approach for that. But we deliberately didn't um, put on a map, okay, this is a tier two, to leave that flexibility for you all of how you want to proceed. But conceptually, the idea is we have this growth um, framework, this new growth framework, which really just strengthens the original master plan directing growth and development to our growth centers, which now are considered tier one, right? We just changed the language and just made it more clear. And then it's in that priority order, send growth and development to tier one. And then we may consider development in these tier two as it could be appropriate development, depending. And it's a part that the county can do to help, um, you know, with you know really just looking at bus steamboat right um as, as an example and then tier three you know we recognize there are these communities out there that you know are very unique 
um, where they are have been historically developed and, like I said, have some level of infrastructure. Yes, they don't, Hounds Peak doesn't have water or sewer, but it's Hans Peak is on a um, you know a county road um, off of it, right? And hey, maybe you're not gonna approve a um, housing development in the back of Hans Peak, but maybe along 129 somewhere up there. I'm just throwing that out there as something that you could see, um, or maybe it's not appropriate for Hans Peak. Or, you know, it just depends on what that development would look like. What was, did you guys take a position on, and I'm sorry, I, I couldn't find the legislation, but the there's a piece of legislation working through um, our local houses right now that's attacking kind of home rule and trying to in, interject DOLA into the process yeah, of, yeah. did you guys, did, were you opposed to that? Um, it, it um, I mean, uh, I would say everybody, Statewide is freaking out about that, yes, right? I already, I already brought up it, yeah, um, and and it's definitely overreach, yes, for sure. Um, it, it, you know, preemption of local authority, which seems to go against like the whole direction that's been going on for yeah, years, yeah, with the strengthening of our. So I would say all jurisdictions are watching it very closely. Um, the way most of us here in the county are interpreting it. We're pretty much okay um, with what the legislation, if, if it was passed as is, uh -huh. right? Um, whereas our master plan pretty much already supports um, what they're looking to do. A lot of the regulation would impact the city or municipalities. There's some, some impacts of like not having to pay the development, not having to pay their way. And I get it, like it's a, it's very altruistic in its motivation to try and remove some barriers to develop to, to get affordable housing going forward. Yeah, I mean, conceptually, I think we can agree. Like, I think it's to a point good intended, but they're also looking at it. Um, it's, and this is a, you have to remember the legislation is statewide. Yeah. And it may not be appropriate, you know, everywhere. Totally. It's not a one size fits all. Well, we're in Denver, we're exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that is one of the biggest um, issues I have with it amongst, you know, the, the, the obvious, right? Um, why have local zoning and, and authority? It's you know? trying to like just say that that doesn't even exist anymore. From my most basic understanding, I'm not a lawyer. I yeah. don't know the ins and outs of it. But David reviewed it with us last night and it just sounded kind of just bizarre. Yeah, like what, what the whole I think it was shocking like. for a lot of people to see it come through. Where it will go, we'll find out what in 10 days. Well, and Dylan, Dylan supported it with a revision that occurred kind of right before the approval. So, um, you know, I, I, I have a hard time believing that he would be in favor of removing the things that make us unique. He yeah. understands that. And and I have mentioned it to our consultants. I mean, obviously our consultants have been following this too. Um, and you know, they know this is more than likely going to be a conversation that may come up about their thoughts or have they reviewed it, you know, um, you know, uh, obviously part of their job is following some of this legislation, and there's a lot out there right now. Our yeah. county attorney is very busy. Okay. <laughs> tracking these right. things. 
um, and seeing what will be applicable to us um, or not. Um, so I expect it could come up next Thursday right. to more uh, of a broader discussion. But I know our, our the commissioners are tracking all of it as well. And directing our county attorney to yeah. like be prepared. issued a you know a proclamation against it. So did they. What's that? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. 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 So okay. it, the city did. Right on. Yep, yep. So okay. Other than that, um, um, do we have anything scheduled already for that first meeting in May? Um, Good. Um, I don't believe anything is scheduled. I cannot bring up my. Over it. I don't know. It would be the first date in May. First Thursday? Yeah, which is. What's that? Fourth. The fourth. I feel like there was something. Can you go to the calendar? Can you bring the calendar? Sorry. I think we have access to that calendar on our platform. Tablets as well. I got kicked off. Yeah, you're kicked off too. We'll email you guys to let you know tomorrow if I have anything scheduled, but it's. Is it two weeks? Yeah. So if not, we'll confirm that with you tomorrow. Okay. I will make a note. Or adjourn. We are adjourned. Okay. And then I will send you an invite to remind me. A lot of dirt. I want you to be well rested. I appreciate that. I told them all the story. I said, yeah, Brian tried to connect with me before this meeting. And he's like, hey, how about 8 o'clock? And I laughed at him. She said, later, you said, well, how about 8 I settled uh, for nine. You settled for nine. <laughs> I didn't realize it's no thing. And I asked her, if I could come this year. She said, what are you thinking about coming? I said, well, I'm on Monday morning. And, and, and I said, I was like 11, 11, 30. She said, oh, you're working on my schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> Thank you. 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 Thank they're part of the Spiegel Springs water system. Oh, they plug into the city system? Yeah, they do. But they have their own um, metro district. They got a metro district. Yeah. They do. But the, there's, there's lines that take it from exactly. here all the way up to there. Yeah. Okay. I was up here. There's a trunk line that goes.